you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of this very jolly event. I am one of your hosts, Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens, and I am ready, Freddy, to talk about nonsense that only other pen lovers will appreciate. So let's welcome my co-host. Hi, I'm the co-host. I am Candice, aka Inks and Anchors, on Instagram and on YouTube. Please don't judge me because I don't have any videos up yet. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure out how to do stuff, but um, certainly if you want to follow me uh, on Instagram, I would like that. Anyway, we're ready for fun, so let's Let's hang hang out. out. (laughs) That was not bad. That That was was horrible. It was one of our better iterations of trying to get let's hang out in unison. I think, Aziza, next time we do this, you can't look at me. I can't look at you. Yeah, and just, I, we should I just was do trying it. to stare at the, the show notes. I was like, okay, don't look at Candice. Just let it happen. I think our producer just needs to overlap us and pretend we did it right. Do you know what? I think in the first episode, we did it bang on it's, the first time, I think. Just because we were thinking about it. I know. Anyway. And, and now we've thought about it. Oh, well, We're let's just hang out. <laughs> yeah, let's just hang out. I like that. Okay, Candace, we skipped new acquisitions the last episode. Yes. But the question is, do we have anything new to share? Yes, I do. I mean, of course we do. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> um, my new acquisition, new acquisition is very reasonable. Define I, reasonable. I mean, it's only one item. Oh, I see. Yes. Although I realized that I got a nib last week. So I guess it's technically two items. But let's just talk about the pen. Sure. Because nibs don't count. Well, they don't count in the pen count, but they count as an acquisition. Okay, let's talk it about only, pen acquisitions. That, that, only, that only applies to you, by the way, yeah, not yeah. to me. That's, that's a Ziza rule. Yeah. And I will stick to it. Uh, I had commissioned this pen from Meg at Black Robin Pens probably like six months ago. Actually, longer than that. Almost a year ago now. And we were trying to track down a rod of this material. So it is the Omas Laqua di Bologna material. It's like that turquoise. Ra- you have one. I have one. I love those Omas materials. It is amazing. Named after the waters of Bologna. So it's gorgeous turquoise, like with white and dark shades of blue and white ripples running through it. So she made me one because we were able to find a rod. And it's lovely, very elegant her polishing and finish is spectacular. So it will be forever inked with Omas turquoise. And then when that bottle runs out, it'll be Waterman South Sea Blue. Yes. Because I refuse to call it whatever its new name is. Inspired or Obsession <laughs> Inspired Blue. Inspired Blue. Or, yeah. Whatever. Or something. So stupid. <laughs> I love Waterman inks, but the naming is so awful. So that is my new pen. And because nibs don't count, I don't need to talk about that. So that's what I'm going to say. Okay. But now I'm curious about the nib. Okay, fine. I will share, but it does not count. <laughs> no, of course not. To the count of pen bodies. It is a Monty Winfield nib made by Jeremiah. It is his new basilisk. So it is a wide cobra nib, like the sailor cobra on the bottom. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, it's the seagull nib. So it is a beautiful architect. And I was like, I need that because it's very serious nibbage. Sigh. Now I need to, A, I need to try it. Yeah, so I can't wait to. Home. Yes, I'm coming so back home soon it. and I will try it. And now I think I might need to put it on my list. 
Absolutely. Just from looking at it, I think it's just one that I, I need. I think we should do a full episode on serious nibbage one day. Yes, but definitely. It is serious nibbage. And now I have to post a picture of it so that viewers, listeners, not viewers, can see what I'm talking about. Definitely. Okay, now take the pressure off me and the embarrassment. <laughs> What's your new stuff? So um, my new stuff is, of course, as these things happen, uh, like tend to happen, is my commissions came in all at the same time. And just to be clear, when I started the year with the number of pens that I wanted to make sure I maintained all year, so one in, one out, these were already in. Oh, I was wondering when we were talking yes, about that. Yes, Every time I commission something, I put it on my list of pens and it counts. And so once I commission it, it's like as if it's a done deal. So I have to wow. sell if I haven't sold yet. So yeah. You're yeah. so responsible. Well, I just, I feel better if I do that because I don't want it to come up as a complete surprise when, yes. and, and I also allocate that money right. out of my pen budget right. towards that commission. So even if they came in all at the same time as these two did, you know, Candace, it's you available. Are so fiscally responsible. I try, I try. So anyway, this one, so two of them came in um, at the same time and one of them I commissioned, um, I actually don't remember exactly when. I'm thinking it wasn't too bad. I think it was in early January and it was another opal pen. I think it's my last opal pen because I feel like I have the right number and I feel like I have the right colors. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. this one is called Dreamy Lavender and it was made by oh. Wood Wonders of NC. Oh, and yeah. I love, uh, as you all know, I love purple and it was a nice mix of the lavender color, but it's very, it changes in different light. It changes color. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's quite extreme more so I think than the other opals that I have mm -hmm. so I will post a picture of um of the pen in different lights it's just fantastic or maybe a video to YouTube <laughs> <laughs> will you stop putting pressure on me <laughs> No obligation, but I would like to see it. Okay, listeners in listener land, I tried to do my intro to my YouTube channel this week. It was yesterday I did it and I showed it to my daughter, Taylor. And she said, well, mom, that was a good first effort. <laughs> okay, now I want to see it. <laughs> and she says, well, first of all, as I was showing it to her, I did spell fountain pens wrong. <laughs> so I knew that that was, that was a no-go. <laughs> so anyway... So yeah, it's uh, the trials and tribulations of of me starting up a YouTube channel. Yes, I am. This, you know what it is. This is going to be a uh, a journey on. Yes, you can do it too. <laughs> That's kind of always been my Instagram thing with Zentangling, right? It's not. Yeah. I'm not a teacher. I'm not nothing. I just taught myself, and I feel like I never. I wasn't an artist, and I still don't think I'm an artist. But it's you know, basically, you can just if if I can do it, you can do it. So if I can actually start up a YouTube channel, then maybe you can too. Anyway. Ooh. I digress. The second pen I am extremely impressed with. I am so in love with it. I actually commissioned it, I'm going to say in October. I don't really remember when. It was a while ago, maybe September, October. Yeah. So this one is by Skogsy Pen, so Zach. Mm -hmm. And he posted this um, material called Sedona Spa. And that was the first time I saw the material. I think Franklin Christoph also saw it then because they made a bunch of pens from that material. The difference is Zach internally polishes. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different, in my opinion, it's a completely different blank and it just ratches it, you know, like completely stunning pen polished like, it's like that. Like next level Sedona Spa. It is not just next level. It's the next 10 levels. Like <gasps> seriously, it brings out all the sparkles and the depths and the layers of the colors. So it's yeah. a peachy blue, baby blue kind of pen. And it does elicit kind of images of 
zen, right? Being Sedona Spa, it just seems to be quite chill. So he posted this picture and of the pen. It's a little bit different than the one I got. So it turns out that I think he made this pen for Jen, who is Stormwind's blanks. It's her blank. And I think it's her pen. And so she paired it with a peach cap. And I wanted most of the pen in that material. So my pen, the whole pen is made out of the material except for the section, which is also another material from Jen. It's a vice, I think it's very sparkly and clear. And the whole thing was it started out with I wanted he has this model, which ended up being an eyedropper pen that doesn't burp. I think we talked about eyedroppers before and because he makes the wall of the pen thicker. And what I wanted, I now what you know what, I can't even remember why I think it was because I had these sailor nibs that are smaller. And at the time, I didn't have they didn't take converters. Right, right. Because Flex oh, yes. Factory didn't take converters. It, for a long time, they wouldn't make these conversion collars that took converters. They only did it with eyedroppers. Yeah. And I gave up asking them for it and because it was during COVID and whatever. So anyway, I then turned to Zach and I said, oh, can you make this eyedropper pen? Because he had this new model. I said, yeah, I would like it to take this, you know, whatever nib. And he goes, did you know that... Um, Flexible Nib Factory now has these conversion collars that do take converters. And they did. They put a whole bunch of them on their website kind of all at the same time for platinum oh. nibs, for sailors, 14 karat. They always had the 21 karat, but not the 14 karat and a bunch of other things. But some of them is only for certain pens. They're made for makers because the right. converters don't all fit into a normal custom pen. Yeah. And so long story short, long story short, sorry, listeners, but he made it for a platinum converter with a platinum nib. And it also takes a regular Yovo nib and Yovo standard, like a standard international converter. And the whole thing is just magical. And I love it. I cannot wait to see that in person. I have Absolutely. seen that material before at the Franklin Christoph table, and it was already attractive. Yes. But the internal polishing, like you said, next level. So I really want to see that. And I really think you should eyedropper it, but that's just me. I know. I am not eyedroppering. Well, no, I'm not eyedropping. <laughs> Well, think about it for a split second. I'm also anal, right? Because I, I'm always concerned that when you eyedropper, yeah. you get staining. Yes. It doesn't always happen. And in fact, the few times that I have eyedroppered, it has never happened. But the risk of it happening, remains. I just cannot. Yeah, it remains. Fair. fair. And the pen is stunning. Sometimes you need to, on these sparkly pens, you really need to eyedropper them to kind of bring yep. out the material but yep. he i don't know what it maybe the walls are thicker i don't know anyway it's fantastic the you way know it is. what this is a beautiful transition Safeway. yeah i think so because we wanted to chit chat today about manufacturers and talking about custom makers and materials and what elevates material so this is very this is perfect very perfect very timely Okay, I think first of all, a manufacturer, maybe we should just like loosely define as a company that is mass producing, basically. Yeah. They either acquire their nibs from someone else or produce them in-house like Aurora does. And so manufacturer, in my mind, is something like Aurora, Lamy, Montblanc, Sailor, that kind of thing. So and would you consider Franklin Christoph a manufacturer? Oh, interesting. Or a custom I'm Maybe. Okay, talk about custom first. That's a very interesting question. Custom being, when I think of custom, I tend to think of small business, a family-owned type thing, and, you know, someone making pens in their little workshop in their backyard or their basement, and they are sourcing nibs from a buyer 
or from like Bach or Yovo. Okay, so I think, okay, so I want to ask about Franklin Christoph, and yes. then I also want to ask about Schoen design. Okay, this is, okay, this is very interesting. Okay, okay so Franklin so, okay. Christoph. So maybe explain to, to listeners who don't know who Franklin Christoph is. Franklin Christoph, they are makers of pens in North Carolina, I think. Yes. And they attend a lot of pen shows with a whole slew of pens and pen models, but they utilize a lot of different materials, including from custom blank makers. And they also have at pen shows and online prototypes. So yes. one one offs yes. that they make. Like very unusual colors or mixes. Oh Candace, that's a really good question. I mean the answer obviously is manufacturer, not custom, because you can't yeah. call Scott up and say, Hey, I like this blank. Can you make me a pen in a model twenty right. with it please? Right. But <laughs> you do know the employees because they tend to go to shows quite regularly so you get to know them yes. so it it has that small business feel absolutely and i think they do that really well yeah they excel at that because they don't have a brick and mortar store right and okay so shown design shown design is based out of philly and ian does machined metal pens and plastics uh altum and and such oh that's a good question too because oh. he's he's himself like it's yeah, not a, it's a very large small manufacturer company uh, a small right. amount of people right and oh that's a really good okay so there needs to be like some kind of in-between category possibly possibly yes that's that's actually really <laughs> fascinating to think about because i mean you go to a pen show and if shown design is there it's ian at the table yeah so you definitely get to know shown design as ian who's very passionate and interested and curious about pens and what he's doing. And he really, really welcomes feedback. Exactly. He'll listen to you about, you know, anything, right? Yeah, so whether you like it or you hate it or <laughs> you have changes you would love to see, he will actually take the time and listen to you. And that gives you a very small maker feel, which I yeah. think is incredible. So I think those two, Franklin Christoph and Schoen Design, are exceptional in the yeah. manufacturer world. And indeed, they don't have to fall within manufacturer or custom. This is just a fun little discussion that we wanted to have and kind of contemplate the differences between the two. But you're right. I think those two fall somewhere in between. Yeah. Or are great examples of manufacturers giving a small business feel. Exactly. And that you can provide feedback very easily and that they've listened to you. So anyway, I yeah. think that's that's interesting. Okay, so there are quite a few custom makers now. Especially since COVID. Don't yeah. you agree? Like I think there was, I mean, I would say an explosion of custom makers. Yes. Frankly, yes. right? Because I'm not complaining. If, no, 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 not absolutely. Right? Uh, please, my wallet's complaining, but other, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> but but the, the happiness of the diversity and offerings is fantastic. Do you remember who your first custom pen was from? Hmm. I think it was from Scriptorium Pens. And I think it's because of you, Aziza. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, blame I blame me. you 100%. <laughs> I was uh, looking on like doing the Google search. And I came across your Ken Cavers custom pen. I think I talked about this in episode one, your yes. Ken Cavers custom pen. Yeah. And I thought, what is this? Because up until then, I had only known maker pens or sorry, manufacturer pens. Whether it be, you know, your regular um, manufacturers or the, I was familiar with Chinese manufacturers up until that point. But anyway, I saw your Ken Cavers pen and I went, what 
is this? Because it was a beautiful green. I don't even like green generally. Beautiful green and I think white material. And it was just, it looked amazing. And so I went on his website and I saw this thing called, I think he had a water lily koi material or it made something out of, anyway, the rabbit hole opened up Mm -hmm. and I dove right in. And Water Lily Koi, I believe, was the first pen that I owned, or at least it was one that I lusted after for a very, very long time. I think it's, I think I'm going to say it was Scriptorium. I don't know for sure if that was true, but in my mind, it was the Scriptorium Water Lily Koi. Mm -hmm. And and you mentioned the Ken K. Rose, which was actually my first custom pen as well, Hmm. which is, it's so interesting to think about that so long ago and, and starting that journey. Maybe while we're on the topic, we can just give a quick idea of how to get a custom pen if you want to, if you're interested. I mean, it's super easy. You find a pen you like from someone else posting it or something. You find the uh, maker's name and then you just contact them. (laughs) (laughs) You just go to their website or you go to their social media account and send them a message or they'll have something like a, an inquiry form or a link link, or link on their, yeah. their profile something is usually there some way for you to contact them and it's really really easy and makers are quite responsive in terms of helping to get you set up or on their queue and figuring out what you want so it's really really easy so if you've never done it before it's a cinch Now, I think it's a good time to mention that not all makers will take commissions. Yes. So it's interesting that we talk about this, um, you know, custom makers and ordering and stuff. But I think there are a few now that don't have a commission queue. Yes. I think London Pen Company is one of them. Correct. I think Uh, he said that he doesn't do that anymore. Mad Science. Mad Science does that. And I Um, think Carl at F3 Pens. Yes may no longer be taking commissions. And, and, and there is a reason. And yeah. the reason is that people bail on them. So, I think that's definitely one. People bail on them. Um, yeah. I think in Sean's case at London Pen Company, one of the reasons is that uh, he has a CNC machine and it slows down the process to yeah, right. then stop what he's doing or if he's making a run of a certain model to then yeah. stop and then do a custom pen. Right. And right. so it just doesn't fit his business model right, right now. It could change, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, every maker has the reason that they're doing what they're doing. That leads me into my next question for you, which is something I just thought of, but I think will be very helpful to listeners. Why might you want to pick a manufacturer over a custom maker and vice versa? And in, in your experience, what would you say to that? Hmm. Well, in my experience, I I love custom makers because of the pretty materials. And I know it's funny because I think Carl at F3 Pens just calls, I think one of his customers says, I don't want another pretty ink stick. Yeah. And and it's funny because I went, I, I do. Yeah, I, I like, that's exactly what I want. I want a pretty ink stick. Yeah. Um, and I find that in general, the materials from custom makers tend to be prettier than manufacturers. Not always the case, right? Obviously, because I have a bunch of them. And sometimes I like a classic look as well. Which, but, but they definitely offer more variety, variety and variations. Yeah. yeah. And you can definitely get a classic looking elegant custom pen as well. So that's yeah. not to say that you can't do that. But for me, I mean, that's a big one to be mm-hmm. able to choose the material. And I see something that just sparks joy in me. And I like that material. So yeah. I want a pen made from it. And the other thing is the fact that it indeed, it's a custom pen. So mm-hmm. 
you can customize it to the grip size. You know, you can choose the one that fits your hand the best, which mm-hmm. you could do also do for manufacturers because you know they're different models. Right. But for instance, I have done this a few times where I have a lot of Yovo nibs, but I have some Bach nibs now in my collection that is steadily growing that I really enjoy how they write. And so mm-hmm. I'll ask for a maker to make a separate section right. for me. And so I have both sections and I can choose. And I really like that. I purchased a used pen from someone who I can't remember what which pen it was right now, but I think it was a Magnolia pen, a, a recent pen. When she had commissioned it, she likes to have the section matte finished, so not glossy, polished. She oh, likes the section matte okay. and the rest of the pen glossy. And I think that's for tactile reasons. And she, li- I think she just likes the feel of a matte section when mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty comfortable. And I think that that's, I think she's done that a few times. And so again, you can do that with a custom maker, right? Right. And you can't right. necessarily do the, you can't do that with a manufacturer right. to that extent. Like, hey, Mont Blanc, I'd like a matte section. They'd be that's like, right. please don't yeah. talk to us. I know. <laughs> You get what you get, you get whether you get. whether it writes or not. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Oh, that's painfully accurate. So why would you choose a manufacturer then, I guess, is the... I think if I were to choose a manufacturer, or when I choose a manufacturer, it is typically not because of the material. It is because of the nib. Yeah. And there are manufacturers that are making their own nibs in-house. And there are manufacturers that outsource to like Bach and Yovo and rebrand or don't. And it's more like I'm interested in like a pilot specialty nib or something. Mm -hmm. And that is where I would pick a pilot over a maker. The best of both worlds. Absolutely. (laughs) Is you buy your pilot. And you either have a maker build a pen around that nib or you get a flexible nib factory collar adapter and put it into your custom pen. And then you've got an interesting nib, like an unusual, not just another Bach fine or something on a pretty ink stick. That's right. So it's like that is the best of both worlds. So that for me is, I think, what I'm currently doing. Definitely. I think. Definitely. Most of my pens are like that. Although, so I do collect, I collect, I use that term loosely. I like sailor pens. Mm -hmm. And so sailor pro I would hope so. I know. Anchors (laughs) is for sailor. Um, But I'm actually at the stage now, I think where I have the right number of sailors because I have um, different nibs on the ones that I have. Right. And I have a range of colors that I am pleased with. I could probably do with a nice pink sailor pen, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm if they came up with a good one, I almost purchased the Cyclamen from the the current collection. Is it the Margarita collection or the cocktail? It's the newest cocktail oh, sailor. Yes, yes. I can't remember what the... I think it's the Cantina, right? The Cantina, the new cocktail Cantinas, and it is the Cyclamen, right? Yeah, the Cyclamen. Yeah. Although I think that's sold out. A so few it's like places a that I looked. soft yellow with... with a magenta yeah it's almost like a dusty rose yeah yeah i think it's a nice unusual color right yeah and then of course that's the only one that's sold out but anyway whatever i'm not i'm not necessarily upset about that because another indeed it's sailor so another one will come along (laughs) before you know it (laughs) but i I actually so i i will buy sailor pens and i have purchased sailor pens because i like i do like the materials and Mm -hmm. i love 
the nibs. And yes, I could just buy a black sailor and take the nib out, which I have done Mm -hmm. um, and put them on a custom pen. But I also happen to like the way the sailors, they look and feel. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I do buy manufacturer pens. But yes, indeed, the number of manufacturer pens is far outweighed by the maker pens. Right, right. I think I'm at, I'm pretty even. I think we have spoken extensively about manufacturers and makers, which I absolutely love. And to be honest, we could go on for hours about this. I think we should come back to it maybe another time. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've done a nice preface to the topic. And if anybody has questions or wants us to talk about something, you can always send us an email, just so you know, at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. But we're on the topic of manufacturers. And one of the manufacturers we did not mention because I didn't want to mess up the pronunciation. So that leads us into a... Welcome to the Babble Bomb segment. This is just a little piece of the podcast where we have some fun and learn a little bit. Whether it's an ink name, company, cultural term, we're going to learn how to pronounce it and what it means. So today we are doing a company from Germany that makes very popular pens and is probably mispronounced much of the time. So here's how it is spelled. K-A-W-E-C-O. And the name is derived from Koch, Weber and Compagnie. I so probably messed that up it's too. German, so we it's German. So we probably messed that up <laughs> Because French is the only language that I even remotely can understand a little bit of I, everything that's... So German that's, is just not even... Every, every, and not everything even that's not English is going to be spoken with a French uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's a fail. I love okay. that. I love that. I thank you for reading that out because... <laughs> In the when we were in the green room and I was looking over the outline, I was like, oh dear. I wonder if Candace has seen that. <laughs> we have sweet innocent Joe to give us his pronunciation. So let's hear it. Kawiko. Kawiko. Can we go? No, Kawiko. <laughs> Poor Joe. He's yeah. a good, he's a sport. We and we intentionally pick somebody, you know, not in the pen world remotely. Right. <laughs> who would this time <laughs> not have an idea or have possibly heard about Kawiko before. And we asked Urban, a fountain pen companion, to give us the correct pronunciation, and he went above and beyond. So let's hear what he has to say. Today's bubble bomb is uh, pretty easy easy for German, I would say, and it's the very old a German company founded in 1883 called the Heidelberger Federhalterfabrik, although today it is known as Caveco. There you go. Thank goodness we didn't have to pronounce that for that company's name. Okay, so because we have committed to doing this, uh, I'm going to go first. Okay, Okay. so Caveco, which I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Caveco. Heidelberger Federhalterfabrik. First of all, didn't he say Kaviko or is it Kaviko? Wait, oh shoot! <laughs> Hang on, let's hear that again. Kaviko, 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 Kaviko. Heidelberger Fiedelhalter Fabrik. Heidelberger Fiedelhalter. I I I can't even try that. And to be fair, I don't even have the word in front of me as if that would help. But I think it would help. <laughs> Kaviko. <laughs> Just losing my mind here. Kaveco. There. I, I've done it. I, like, we took one for the team. We have put ourselves out there. We tried to say Heidelberger Fierhalter Fabrik. 
I'm so sorry. Thank you, Urban. Uh, we really appreciate Truly, that. Thank you. And thank you for the Fountain Pen Companion because it's fantastic. And I'm on it daily. Can you believe it? Practically daily. Daily. Yes, because I change my inks all the time. So I'm, pr- you know, I'm updating it. It's not because I buy things all the time. You're so <laughs> I'm updating it. with your ink. I really am. And also I'm doing the 30 inks for 30 days challenge. So right. it necessitates inking up and cleaning a lot of pens. So fair enough. And for those of you who don't know, 30 Inks for 30 Days is hosted by Ink Journal on Instagram. And it's a challenge to use a different ink every day and only that ink for that day. So it's great because it gives you a chance to pull out some of the inks that you haven't used in a while and some of the pens that you haven't used in a while that you may not otherwise have inked up. At least that has been for me. And I've been just doing that. So as a result, I don't need a lot of ink because some days, you know, I don't necessarily use my pens a lot for that particular day. And then I have to clean them. So there you go. I know. Aziz is making a what? Me clean face. <laughs> oh, I just let them pile up in a container until it's I know. overflowing and then I have to clean them. Sigh. <laughs> Such a rough life, you know. First world problems. First world problems. Speaking of first world problems, we have rambled a lot. So (laughs) about pens, and that is timely for us to wrap up, I think, because my brain is off. So I think we should just wrap it up. Aziza, where can people find you? People can find me. I am Gourmet Pens, Gourmet Pens Shop, and Gourmet Pens Club on Instagram and on the webs. And I am Candice at Inks and Anchors on Instagram and on YouTube. And also Gourmet Pens Club podcast. I did that wrong. GourmetPensClub.com. Yes. That's good. Chi, you'll cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Or leave it in because it's hilarious. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Questions, comments, or suggestions? Shoot us a message at GourmetPensClub at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We always get the bye. I know, but how can we get the bye and not the let's hang out? Weird, huh? Yeah. You know why? The b is easier than uh. It's a different different, um, articulation. It it is, but it has no... Gives no I'm reason trying, why. I'm trying to justify it, okay? Why would that cause us to maybe be in we sync should, versus... Maybe we should close our eyes when we say, let's hang out! Or <laughs> we something. Should. And, and, we should. And Next, time. Okay. Next time. Next time. Okay. Maybe.